Fries is a new podcast hosted by Gene Hopkins, Chief Marketing Officer at Lola.com. Gene has built and led marketing teams, authored top-selling marketing materials, and served on advisory boards all around Greater Boston. With Table Fries, Gene sets out to interview every woman working at Lola.com. Gene will talk about motivation, what makes a good day, and we'll connect the dots between guests in a special way. At Table Fries, there's always room to share. So grab small plates and don't forget the dipping sauce. To find all the new and previous episodes of Table Fries, check out your favorite podcast platforms or visit us at lola.com slash table fries. And don't forget, Gene is building Boston's next great B2B marketing team at lola.com. So be sure to stay updated on new roles at the lola.com careers page. Table Fries, where sharing is caring. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Table Fries, uh, a podcast where Lola.com women have to share. And our very first Lola.com woman that is joining us is Stacy Scott, our Vice President of People Operations. Welcome, Stacy. Hi, Jean. I'm so flattered to be your first guest. Thank you for having me. It's great. So why don't you tell me a little bit about why you first decided to join Lola. You've got to have a, a story behind that somehow. Yeah, I have it. It's crystal clear in my mind. <laughs> I um, was introduced to Paul English through a mutual friend, and he just wanted to talk about service. So I said, absolutely. I had heard about Paul for years, and I was excited to meet him. And we sat down, and it was, have you ever just met somebody? And like all of a sudden, he's saying the things that you were thinking. Oh, about, really? Especially about service and how to treat customers, and uh-huh. then about people and how to build teams. And we were just so aligned on it. And oh, we talked. Great. We talked for a straight hour. Down halfway through, he stopped writing everything down, and I said, "Oh, I, great to meet him, but he must have—I must have lost his interest." I left his office and I went back to my office. And by the time I got back, and it was a five-minute walk over the bridge to the financial district, I got back to my office and I had email from him, and it has said, "He said, um, here's everything we talked about." And I opened the document, and Gene, it was. Everything, Everything we had talked about for the entire hour. He remembered it all. He wrote it down. I was flabbergasted. I just couldn't believe it. And I said, this is somebody I want to work with. Right. So yeah, he, he cared so much about everything. And within two minutes, I had another email saying, what can I do to get you to come work for me? And I was super flattered. I met him for breakfast about two days later. If you read anything about his hiring, he likes to hire people like seven days from the time he's first met you. Oh, really? Um, he walked into breakfast with me the next morning and said, I just want you to know. I'm going to have an offer to you by the end of the day. Oh my I gosh. Said, I don't even know what the company is yet, but I'm coming. I <laughs> yeah, want right. to come. I want to work there. That's fantastic. Yeah. What a great story. Yeah. And you're still here over three years later and leading the service team. And you're the vice president of people ops at the company. And you're responsible for culture and the mental health of all of the employees here. <laughs> body, and, mind, and soul. We like body, to think mind, about and it. Yeah. soul. It's a part of the, the wicked loving value that we have as an organization. That's great. Sure. And you embody it. Thank you. you. You really do. And I think you do. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. I try hard. Is there a single word that you think would describe you? Yeah, it's easy for me. It's tenacious. <laughs> I am, and you can ask um, anyone from my parents to my siblings, to my boyfriend, <laughs> to people around me. I will scratch and scratch and scratch until I get until I get done what I want to get done. I you know, don't I, give I, up. I've watched you do that, and <laughs> you you're able to do these multiple swim lanes in all the different things that you're working on. It, before we came down here, you said, "Oh, I feel so far behind." And I said, <laughs> "We've uh, every time that we have a company meeting, you it, it's like batching all these things. You're trying to get decisions for people to be able to present, to be able mm-hmm. to make sure that they're doing the right job for a company meeting with over seventy employees." 
things right now and you want to make it valuable, that sort of thing. So tenacious, that's that's a good word. And sometimes I think it has a negative connotation, but I always look at it as really positive. And and I will change my mind about things. I can't I'm not I'm not stubborn, I don't think. Like people can change my mind. But when I set out to do something, like it's gonna take a lot to get me not to get to that finish line. So I like to like uh, even if, even if it's the um, Sunday crossword puzzle, I can work on it through Thursday sometimes, but I never look up the answers and I always finish it. Uh, one of my daughters, I like to do the mini puzzles because they're smaller, obviously. And so I typically do them when I first wake up in the morning, but sometimes she beats me. So <laughs> I, I do it and then I text her with how much time it took. And then she does it and she always beats me, yeah. but she also uses the check, the checker. Oh and that's yeah, we cheating. don't do that. No, no. <laughs> can't do that. What was the last book you read? Did you like it? Yeah. I read Bad Blood. It's the whole story about Theranos. It was fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. I loved it. I typically read to kind of escape and be like mindless. It usually puts me sleep to sleep in, a, in about a few pages. This book did not do that. It was so, I was like obsessed with the whole story. Really? I must have been asleep in 2015 when this whole thing happened because <laughs> I don't remember it at all. But I've certainly got my, I loved, I think that it was so factual. It was written by the reporter for the Wall Street Journal, I think okay. that broke the story. Um, and since then, I've actually listened to a podcast about it too called The Dropout. So yeah, it's just a really, really interesting story. Oh, that's great. So obviously you liked it and you're recommending it to other people. Totally recommend it. Yeah, I think I saw somebody read it. Somebody I follow on Twitter had read it. So uh -huh. I just downloaded it and read it. Yeah, I told you have to read How it. How long did it take you to read it? I mean, when again, I'm tenacious and I have like <laughs> completion disorder. So it took me like two days, I think. Oh, gosh. You yeah, just right through the night. Yeah, you, just, yeah. you just kept reading Isn't that it. the best when you get a book yeah. that you can't put down? I love that. I'm like that with Harry Potter. So <laughs> <laughs> I've never read a Harry Potter book, but maybe I'll try. Yeah, I, I like rereading them. I, I enjoy reading them. Every August, I, I just kind of like have a thing where I like to read every seven books. It's just it's oh, it's wow. amazing. J.K. Rowling, to me, is just a fantastic the the imagination. And I, I told you that I went to that uh, New York Historical Society where they had an exhibit. And just to see that her, the way that her mind works was mind blowing yeah. to me. Very, yeah, that's amazing. It is amazing. I never read a book twice. I can't. Really? I, I can't do that. I have to finish a book when I start it and okay. I never read it again. You, really? Even my favorite book I have never read again yet. Really? Yeah. Wow. What's your favorite book? So this goes back to when I was young. My mom recommended a book to me. It was called Marjorie Morningstar. Okay. And it's one of those like sappy romantic uh, <laughs> novels set in like the Catskills in the 50s. And I don't know, something about it just struck me. And I remember it so fondly and I loved it. I think my older sister had read it and loved mm -hmm. it too. And so we talked about it a lot. I just loved it. It was a great story. But you've never read it again. I've never read it again. Oh, man. I like Jane Austen and I, I reread books a lot because I find, you know, much like a small child, they like to watch the same thing again. It's comforting. There's a comfort factor in it. But I admire how many books that, you know, you're being able to start and finish it. My mom is the pits because she gets a lot of books. She'll read like the first 20 pages and then she'll go to the end. If she doesn't <laughs> like it. Oh, well, like... I did say sometimes I don't read the last page halfway through. I okay. will read the end sometimes <laughs> at the beginning because I need to see what happened. But I always then finish the whole book. You do? Oh, yeah, really? wow, that's yeah. amazing. That's that's really something. I, that's very special. I have to ask this. I, I've been starting to ask this of people that we're interviewing. How do you know when you've had a good day? What does a good day look and sound like to you? It's such an easy answer for me, Jean. When I can go home at night 
and I know that somebody came to me and talked to me about something that was important to them, something they needed help with, and I was able to do either be just somebody there that they needed for them to listen to, or I was actually able to help in some way or move them forward. That's when I know I had a good day. I get asked, I do a lot of interviews here. Mm-hmm. I interview a lot of different people for different roles, and I often get asked, "What's why did what's my favorite thing about Lola?" And it's always like a simple one-word answer: the people. It's mm-hmm. absolutely the people. So anything that helps the body, mind, and soul of the people here. If I can, if I can go home and say I did that today, I know I've had a good day. Wow, that's that's great. Well, you are responsible for culture here. You're you're responsible for the body, mind, and soul, and in charge of people operations. It's not an HR function. It mm-hmm. really is. How do we bring the best possible people into the company? How do we make sure that they're a good fit? How do we make sure that they're going to be able to grow? And it's also working with the leadership team to be able to. You, you have a meeting scheduled, I think, in the next couple of days to kind of talk about the one-on-one structure. How is that going to change? Are you just going to teach people how to do one-on-ones? Yeah, so we're not a very prescriptive company. So we don't have a lot of rules. We don't have a lot of policies. I think uh, Patty McCord from Netflix said, hire adults and then treat them like it. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's true to who we are also. But it's really important to us that we give feedback to people. And we recently just did away with annual and biannual reviews and ratings because let's face it, nobody wants to sit there and see that there are three on a one to five because it feels average. And that's Mm -hmm. the opposite of what you're trying to do with reviews. So we've just done away with all of that, but it's really important to us that people, managers are giving the people that work for them feedback Mm -hmm. and the people that work for them are able to give feedback up. So we want to make sure that whatever is right for the manager of that team, they're doing one-on-ones, they have a way to capture the feedback, they can refer back to it. We want to empower our managers in order to be able to like advocate for the people on their team and say, you know, I I have this great person, Ashley, on my team, and look at the growth she's had over the past three months. These are the things I asked her to work on. These are the things she's accomplished. Like, it's time to give her a raise. Mm-hmm. She's doing a great job. I want to make every manager empowered to be able to do that. And so this meeting is all about how are you going to formulate your one-on-ones so that you have that ability to advocate for the people on your team. Yeah, that's that's great. And, and I think Having worked in many companies, you end up with uh, accounting or the finance team gives you a pool. Here's your, everybody gets 3% raise. And then how do you reward extraordinary behavior? Because the 3% is really nothing more than cost of living, right? And so if if you want to be able to give people that are doing more or doing, you want to make sure that you are at least giving people the, the chance to be able to prove themselves and that people want to be able to do it, particularly if they know that they might get rewarded for it. I mean, I like to hire people that have a, a high degree of initiative. And with that high degree of initiative in terms of getting stuff done, I mean, Des here as our producer is a, a great example of doing multiple things and doing multiple things well. My only concern is that he's going to stretch himself so thin that he's going to be <laughs> like creamy peanut butter on top of the table. So, But it, I, I worry about uh, the, the team, to, and I, I feel so strongly that they need to be able to have constant feedback. And my role is nothing more than to make sure that they're giving every opportunity to accept. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited about this. I know, you know, Jean, you, you and I have only had the opportunity to work together for the past six months or so. And I don't know, I've probably never said this to you passing in the halls, but you've had such an impact on me, just the way that you manage. You say all the 
time, I'm going to hire really smart, really capable people. I'm going to push everything down to them. And you don't micromanage in the least. And I watch you once, one day a week. I watch you sit with every single person on your team. And I can see it's a conversation. It's a, hey, you could do this better. Hey, I know you want to get here. Do something like this. And the proof is in the results that you've had. People are high performers on your team. They're hitting all their goals. They're doing a great job. You're a great example for managers in this company. You've been a great example for me. I've learned a ton from you. Oh, thank you so much. That's such a kind thing to say. I think I'm going to cry. Okay. (laughs) Just don't hug me. Don't hug you. We should should tell the story about the interview that you had. You should tell that story. (laughs) I was interviewing someone, I believe, for your team. It was. And I like to ask a question, which I got from Katie Burke. I actually emailed her last week to thank her again for this question from HubSpot. She gave me this question to ask, what are you proud of? And I asked this this person what they were most proud of. And their answer was really personal and it was really telling. And I think it even surprised them that they were saying everything that they were saying. And when they finished, they looked at me and said, wow, we've like really connected. This has been, I can't believe I just shared that with you. I've talked to four other people. I have never told them any of this, you know, and I said, that's great. And we talked for a few minutes later and I said, okay, it's time for your next, your next interview. It was really great meeting you. He said, do you think we could hug? (laughs) And I don't know any other answer to give to that except for yes. Sure. Yeah. So he hugged, but the poor guy who was coming in after me to interview him next was really concerned that he was going to have to hug him at the end also. So we started a trend. Yes. We started a trend. And we all know Ashley is the anti-hugger. Yeah. Do not hug Ashley. Do do not hug Ashley. (laughs) Too funny. She's nine months pregnant right now. Specifically do not hug her Yeah, really. I don't know if (laughs) you could kind of like get around yeah. <laughs> her right now. So Stacy, when I first joined the company, um, a little over five months ago, uh, I was, you showed me a culture document and you were working on trying to get everybody to get attached and understand the four different pillars of our culture. And like most companies, I, I see companies that have a mission statement or they have value statements, which really don't mean anything. I was really struck by the four Lola values. And could you outline them for us? Yeah, I'd love to. Um, so we think of culture all about the way is it, it's all about the way people treat each other. Um, it's not values that are written on you all. You won't come into our office and see like our these things that we're going to talk about. This is really who we are, the essence of who we are. We hope it's how people decide to join us because they want to be part of it or not to join us because they don't want to be part of it. Um, So the four things that are most important to Lola is the first one we call Lola Pack, which just means that we are a team through and through. The second is called Wicked Loving. Mm -hmm. So for anyone who's from Boston or grew up around here, you'll understand the term wicked. (laughs) We are absolutely a wicked loving company. The third is customer core. We say that we put our team first, our customers second, and our shareholders third. But what that really means is that we get a team here that we know we can make so happy and so thrilled to be here that they'll put our customers first. So we care desperately about our customers. We are in love with every single customer we have. Um, And then lastly, we call ourselves humble learners. Uh, that's important to us to make sure that we can always improve and get better no matter where we are at what stage of our career or our life, that there's always things you can learn from each other. Well, let's talk about Lola Pack as an example. Um, I know at the past couple couple of company meetings, you put together stickers. So Mm -hmm. when someone is nominated for Lola Pack or any of the four values, they get a sticker that they can put on their computer, which is really cool. They look like little flags. It's really, it's it's something that is extremely valuable, I think. And it shows that someone has nominated you. Somebody has thought about the, the award. Then we in turn give them something in exchange 
for that, which yeah, is kind pretty of, cool. It's kind of like a badge almost. It's right? a badge. It's pride, a badge. Right? Thank yeah. you. Thank you for yeah. that. So let's talk about Lola Pack. What what does that mean in your mind? Yeah, so for Lola Pack, it's really we I think we took it from the movie The Hangover, the Wolf Pack. Oh. Um, you know, like we are a team. Like we right. are the essence of who we are. And if you look around our company, we have people that have had travel experience of over 30 years. Mm-hmm. We have people who have been hyper successful. Paul has started and sold, I think, seven different companies, Kayak being the most well-known of all of them. Mike Volpe came from HubSpot, where you're from, you know, super successful, arguably the best marketer in Boston, yeah. if not the country, right? Oh, come on. Um, so, <laughs> so we have we have this highly, like, um, successful team. But you know what? Paul couldn't do it by himself. Mike couldn't do it by himself. None of us, None of us. on our own would make the company that we have today. We have to work together. Um, it's one of the things that makes me proudest of being here. Again, in interviews that I do, often people will say, well, is this a flat organization? And I always say, no. Nope, you're going to have a manager and likely your manager is going to have a manager. This hierarchy, it's how we know that you're going to get feedback and you're going to get the attention that you need. But you know what? You can talk to anybody you want and anyone will talk to you. Um, I watched Mike come down to the the basement and um, on a Friday afternoon at 12 o'clock and say, hey, who wants to go for lunch and take three engineers out for lunch and listen to what they have to say and then share it when he comes back. Like you'll have a chance to talk to anyone. We are humble with each other. But you know what? When we walk outside of the four walls of Lola, we've got a little bit of swagger. We know there's something that we can do because we work so closely that it's as a team that nobody else can do, not as well as we can do it. But internally, you'd never feel any of that. It's just all for one. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And and that kind of leads right into wicked loving, where showing respect for each other as individuals and also making sure that the it, the feedback doesn't always have to be nice. I think, you know, you don't want to have, you know, what do they call the feedback sandwich, you know, something nice, something not so nice, but sort of like what we do for Toastmasters in terms of feedback. But it, it, it's important. Everybody wants feedback. Everybody is looking for it. Like, how can I get better? What, what should I be doing to be able to make myself better heard, better understood? And I think that's something that we do a lot here. And part of it is people like to be with each other. That a good question we were I was talking to the sales team. Would you want to have a beer with this person? Would you on 4.30 on a Friday afternoon, would you just have a beer and sit down and talk to somebody? And I have to say here, there, there's nobody that I wouldn't want to be able to do that with. We um, we like to put it in travel terms and say, would you want this person to be in the middle seat on a cross-country <laughs> flight? There you go. Um, yeah, that's a good way to look at it. Yeah, wicked loving is, I think, like the crux of everything that we are here. Um, this term came from when Mike Wilpey was considering coming to Lola. Uh, last summer, I had lunch with him and he said, all right, so tell me what's special about your culture. And as I started to talk to him, he kind of looked at me and said, oh, so you mean you're wicked loving? And I was (laughs) like, yeah, that's exactly right. And it it does take all forms, you know. It's all about the people here. It's um, you have to come for the people and you have to want to stay for the people. There are amazing perks at companies these days. Like yeah. I've walked into companies that have these walls of M&Ms. And if you only <laughs> want red M&Ms, you can get only red M&Ms. And if you want, you know, 16 different kinds of soda, you can have it. And oh we have a chef that comes, they have, you know, companies that have chefs that come in and make lunch mm. for them every day. We have great things like that, but yeah. don't come for those things. Come because you want to work with the people. Um, so all of our extras, all of the things that we spend our time and energy on are what make people better. And one of those things is just like you said, feedback. Yes. Um, we, we believe in like, in what radical candor says, you have to care personally about somebody to challenge them directly. So find out, you know, find out what's important to Jean, where are you trying to grow? What do you want to do? And then when I know that I can go to you and say, Hey, Jean, 
I know this is really important to you. I noticed in the meeting we just sat in, you did this. I don't think that's going to help you get there. And you're going to really listen because you know I care about you. So that's part of being wicked loving. And then we take care of people. We just do. We take care of each other. I think it's my job, not just because of the role that I'm in, but it's my job to come in every day and make sure that you are happy in your job. And I hope (laughs) if I do that, you do the same thing for me. And if we all do that for each other. It would be, you know, a win. a win and a great place and the best place we've ever worked. And that's one of our goals. Make this the most fun you've ever had at work and not fun like because we play cornhole every year or <laughs> have these great parties, but fun because we accomplish something together as a team. Yes, definitely. I was going to go straight to humble learner because learning to me is making sure that my team has the opportunity. I have three team members going to Austin at the end of this month to go to an optimization summit and they're going together, uh, Colin, Des, and Kaylee. And just the fact that the three of them are going and learning from everybody, it's this total immersive experience. It's going to be so great for them, not just having one person go, but to have three people go. Very much excited about that. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And you know, everyone can learn. Again, if you look at the people that we have in our company, we have these people with amazing degrees that went to these amazing colleges. And, you know, you would think, what could they learn from me? But I guarantee you that no matter who they're talking to, they can always learn from someone else as we can learn from them. We should always be learning. Always be learning. Always be learning. Always be reading. Always be trying to come up with something new. And the fourth value customer core oh there gosh can you believe that and i'm responsible for customer success (laughs) you're responsible for making sure that our customers are happy on the road and uh so customer core absolutely i mean customers are it right Right. um they, they are why we're here every day we you will never ever ever hear anybody at our company talk badly about a customer. We don't have customers that are dumb. We don't have customers <laughs> that are mad at us. We have customers that something went wrong for. Let's figure it out and fix it for them. No customer wants to come in and be angry, but you know what? I get pretty angry if I'm trying to fly home for my niece's birthday and I'm delayed because of snow. That makes me pretty angry. So right. we just want to help in any way we can. We listen to them intently everyone at the company talks to them. I was just talking to one of our product owners. She had just come back from a customer meeting so that she could hear what they said. And she uses that information in meetings. Hey, this customer said that. How powerful is that? That's very powerful. Rather than just, I think it would be like this, or I'd like it to be like this. This customer told me this didn't work for them. What can we do to fix it? What can we do? Yeah. You're responsible for the Wombats, our our team, our support team, which is really our secret sauce here at Lola. Uh, That's what makes everything go great. And we get, that's why we have a 4.8 rating on G2 crowd. That's why we have a 99 out of 10 rating on Trustpilot. That's why customers love us. And we get lots of feedback. Our product is beautiful too. And, um, and what we're doing is different, but yeah, the service team definitely helps us with that. Business travel can be really hard. It can be really lonely. You can feel like there's nobody in your corner sometimes. And so to have somebody just text you and say, Hey, I moved you up a few rows on the plane because I saw you were in the back row and I know you want to get off the plane quickly. (laughs) I hope you don't mind you're in row 12 instead of 22. Uh, That's pretty nice. Like that's pretty good. You can, it doesn't take a lot. It really doesn't take a lot to do that. Yeah. yeah. Getting off the plane rather than spending 30 minutes makes a huge difference. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So we just have our customers back. We try to be as proactive as possible. If anyone puts the customers at the core of everything they do, I would say it's the wombats. Um, But luckily we're at a company where everybody does that. Engineers do that. Product does that. Design does that. Marketing does that. Sales does that. Biz dev does that. Finance does that. You know, everyone is thinking about the customers at all times. 
Even our legal counsel, like yes, she, Beth. Yeah, yeah, Beth is awesome. She's always like, well, what's best for the customer? Let's right. do what's best for the customer. She always thinks about the business first and then how we make that work for us. That's great. Yeah. So Stacy, I know that I've been asking you an awful lot of questions today. What's a question that you would ask me? I have so many questions for you, Jean. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want to be you someday. I think the biggest question I would have is who was your mentor? Like who did you follow? Who? Tell me what impact that had on you. I, I guess I've been very lucky in my career from a very young age. I've had so many people that have helped me so many ways. I can't point to any one person, but I think people have always been there to be able to provide a safety net. I guess you could start with my parents and my dad is a newspaper man teaching me how to write, teaching me how to spell important things. My grandparents loved my grandparents, and so that's a good family. I had a very good childhood. I was very lucky. And then as I got older, you know, my husband, who I've been married to for a very long time, um, is a great guy, and he's always been very supportive of my career. But I've also, in different stages, depending on the company, um, I've always worked in corporate marketing, so I've been lucky enough from roughly age 20 to be presenting to boards and the presidents of companies, they probably were like at age 20 patting me on the head, I can only imagine. And But we're always intrigued because I was like, go, go, go from a relatively young age. So I can say that I've had so many people and I think that the, the people that I've learned the most from are my team members. I learned so much from them. I, I try to bring team members on board that can make me better. I can't do everything. I don't want to do everything, but I, I, I want to be able to learn myself. And I feel that in much the same way that you do, I constantly want to be learning. That's mm -hmm. a great question. Thank yeah. you. I'm going to ask you one more question because okay. you answered this. Um, I remember asking you this in, when, when you interviewed here. Tell me one thing that makes you proud. Oh gosh, there's there's so many. Oh gosh, there's so many things that make me proud. I wish you all could see Jean's face right now because it just lit up. Just lit up. Um, I... I think I'm proud of, if you think about it from a career standpoint, obviously I'd say my family and all that kind of stuff, but from a career standpoint, I think that the members of my team, I've had 11 members of my team become VPs of marketing, and I've had five become chief marketing officers. And I'm really proud of the way that I can talk to some of my team members and to be able to say, look, I'm not going to shape your career, but I'm going to tell you where you have some holes that you probably want to fill in order to get to the next level. And I've received feedback from a number of people saying, you know, I wasn't really happy when you told me this, but now I realize in retrospect that that was the best possible thing. And getting emails from people that say, you know, Jean was my mentor. Jean, I've worked with her and I've done this. And, and I, so I think that's, that's what I'm really most proud of. Such a great answer. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> It's true. <laughs> what question should I ask the next Table Fries guest? I just, you know, what do you think that we should ask them out of the questions? Is it something else that we should ask? Yeah, I always like, like, what's the one piece of advice that you got um, that, that has changed the way that you do things? Yeah, that's, that's great. I, I know Connor today uh, interviewed me on video and he had four different questions in conjunction with International Women's Day, which is March 8th. And what we're looking for and part of the reason that we pulled together this podcast is it's a way for Lola.com women to be able to share their stories, share their beliefs that a lot of people don't have a chance to be able to do a podcast like this. And so we're looking for an opportunity to be able to do that. So that is a great question. So we'll make sure that 
that we ask our next guest that. That'd be great. So I want to pull a question from Table Topics now. Okay, here we go. All right. <laughs> the question is, what's a highlight and a low light of your year so far? Well, it's only March 1st or 5th or something, so Today, yeah. I haven't had a lot of time. I would say a low light is I cracked my tooth and I have an extreme fear of the dentist. Like, I have a really high threshold of pain. I'm not afraid of a lot of things. The dentist freaks me out. Really? I actually do sedation dentistry. Um, and so I know I have to go have a tooth pulled, which oh. is freaking me out. Oh. Um, so I'm trying not to think about that. I'm sorry. So <laughs> Low light. The, that's the low light. Um, I always start with the bad news. The highlight would be one of the women that I actually hired for her first job here at Lola recently got married and I was fortunate enough to go visit, to go to be there at the wedding and to see her so happy and see all of her dreams come true that day was really special for me. It made me feel really, I was just so happy to be able to share it with her and that she had included me in her wedding and as a guest at her wedding made me really happy. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's wonderful. So, well, Stacy Scott, VP of People Operations at Lola.com. It was great to have you on today's podcast, our very first. I'm so excited. I'm so excited Thank excited you too. for being Thank so awesome. You. You're this so was easy awesome. to talk to. Thank you, Jean. This was great. You've been listening to Table Fries with host Jean Hopkins from Lola.com on the Funnel Radio Network. Be sure to subscribe on TableFries.com. Table Fries is brought to you by Lola.com. Super simple corporate travel software from the travel innovators who brought you Kayak. Whether you want better visibility into travel spend, help managing your corporate travel program, or 24-7 human-powered support while you're on the road, Lola.com is the perfect solution. Lola.com, a better way to travel for business.